right, everybody. Hello, hello, hello out there in Facebook land. Hello in my podcast, general. I can't say states anymore because I have other countries, so I just say the world now. Welcome to Sacred Elohim, Diamond Light and Pearl Ministries. This is Kim, your local rabbi minister. Here it's about 2.10 a.m. in the morning, and we I am now recording our session for Esther, the next half. So we've discussed chapter one, and chapter one was on the beginnings of Esther. We went out to, to chapter three in the Bible on Esther, so we're not going to touch back on that. But we do remember she was favored by the king, and that's what we will be talking, which refers to chapter two into chapter three of the Bible, or the good book, as we might say. No, I don't have my necklaces or anything on tonight. I just want to get this pushed out. Um, chapter two is quite a bit of material uh, than chapter one. Along with the two chapters we read this week, we've got other verses that teach us how to gain God's favor. So we're going to focus on these attributes later in the second half. Uh, right now, we're just going to discuss chapter two is favor for your assignment as Esther. So let's see what this says in collation to King Xerxes. We have to apply that to see understanding. So it says, And the maiden pleased Haggai and obtained his favor, and he speedily gave her the things for her purification and her portion of food and the seven chosen maidens to be given her for the king's palace. And he remained, removed, removed her and her maids to the best apartments in the harem. So right there it tells you she was in a harem. And harem life is not easy. And that was in Hadassah or Esther 2.9. So we had went over that previously in Hadassah. So now we can see here. We need, to, we need the favor of Yahuwah to fulfill our assignments in this earth, whatever they might be, if you believe. Favor mobilizes others to help us in accomplishing our destiny, plan, and dreams that he has for us. <clears throat> it goes on further to say, when the Ruach or spirit of favor is upon our lives, it compels people to assist us in our assignments. So there again. Adonai is raising up women who will have a spiritual Ruach. The spirit of the Ruach of favor upon their lives. Special anointing is not for personal blessings only. The Ruach or spirit of favor will position you in places of influence to bring healing and breakthrough to the generations so there we go where it talks about generations breaking generational curses the anointing of favor is designed to help you with help others and extend the kingdom yahuwah or god here on earth okay yahuwah is calling women who will function or god function as delivers delivers in the earth just like esther remember this whole book god is working in the background to fulfill a miracle for the people of israel through esther remember that so he is playing in it women who will save someone or something especially people or it calls from danger Okay, favor. The friendly disposition from which kindly act, acts proceed, okay, to assist, to provide with special advancing advantages to receive preferential treatment. That's what this means. So let's go in and see biblically what Esther's favor meant. So Favor means goodwill, acceptance, and the benefits flowing from these things. Okay. I also use interchangeably with mercy, grace, and kindness. I put those in there. Favor is that which helps men to achieve divine destiny of Yahuwah or God's given assignment, or women in this case, within minimum effort. 
So here we go again. Favor plays into uh, our daily lives as women or men. In this case, I'm talking from a women's perspective. Um, it says it will take you to higher levels of success and service. It did for Esther or Hadassah. God or Yahuwah's favor calls us to gain the goodwill of everyone you meet. Interesting. Okay. Uh, favor makes a woman's countenance or presence appealing to all around and enduring to prospective vision helpers. Remember that. Uh, everyone who looks at a modern Esther, everyone looks at her in a way that you normally don't get looked at. Okay, she's different. She's out of place. She's not your typical woman that just sits in the seat and is blind. She's outspoken. She's very upfront. She's had things happen in her past. She's had things that have involved her or moved her in such of a way that brings her forward out of hiding. Um, let's go on. Favor spares women the unnecessary or needless labor and toil when there's favor in their lives. Uh, those who see her, a woman or women, favor her. Threads of grace. A woman must be at attention, gather, be affectionate, wisdomness, and much more. Wisdomness. What's wisdomness or wiseness or winsome? Um, it's being pleasant, delightful, attractive, in sweet, engaging ways. Interesting that they would use wisdom and winsome in the same sentence. A woman who is winsome draws people to them. Ladies, read it. Don't be a grouch. Okay? Be carefree, but yet be caring of other people. Don't go overboard with it. A woman who obtains favor with others causes a cause a woman to be promoted to the head of their spot and will be given all the resources to become a queen. Think about it. Um, I had somebody pray favor over me and I've had a lot of things in my life, not necessarily people favoring me too much, but I've had things with the father were through his favor um, there is another side to this also favor will open doors that otherwise would close be close to you there you go it puts you into a position of blessing and influence favor will even cause those in competition with you to incur be encouraged and respect you now that I look at it, um, as I said, my last video, I've been kind of up and down the last few days. And then Blake comes out of nowhere thinking he's going to offend me. Now that I see it, I think it's a sign of respect more so than anything. And I told him, don't feel that way. It made me feel odd that they feel that they're going to offend me in some way. I don't offend easy. I offend other people, but I don't offend easy. So let's go on and see what it says. Favor is that which moves others to help and encourage you, and you encourage others. Without favor, destiny's fulfillment can suffer needless delays or abortions. Or in this case, eh, no. Okay. Now, with this, there is a certain set timing for favor. It just doesn't come out of nowhere. God sets those times. And in Psalms 103, 13, we're going to see that. Thou shall arise and have mercy, O Zion, for the time of favoring, favor her. Yea, the set time is come. So there's a time that that set favor interacts in such of a way that it brings not only blessing, but yet there's a set time that you have to go through a period before that favor blooms. Um, what they call a time of rest. Just like Esther went through a time of cleaning 
and preparation. And she went through a time of ritual bathing before she come before the king. It's the same way. Women or men or both go through a period of development, a period of cleansing out all the old, old and bringing in the new. And we're constantly going through this, true, but it's still a constant every day. We're here, one, from point A, getting to point B before we get to point C. So there's another verse, which is also in Ecclesiastes 3.1. It says, to everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under heaven. So remember that. That's what I was just saying, that there's a time and season and a purpose for everything, and everything has a purpose in his plan. So right now we're at the top of the hour. We'll continue. It says, this is the set time Adonai is releasing anointing and favor in the land. So we're seeing here that in Sushan that day was a set timing that the Lord was using her as a set time and grooming her through the king's grooming process. And we are doing the same. The king grooms us and refines us in such a way that we are a sweet savor unto him. And he enjoys us in our being in our lives and loving us within. And we show that love without. Okay. Adonai is causing the hearts of the kings of the land to extend the scepter of favor to the modern day Esther about that modern day kings presidents extending the scepter it's a possibility we don't know it says uh the scepter represents authority okay you have the favor of the king in heaven bringing his scepter down to you but then you also have men coming to you with the scepter of authority that's what it means God or Yahuwah's favor causes policies, rules, regulations, and laws to be changed and reversed to your advantage. Think about it. Right now we're in a season of unrest, a season of unforgivingness, a season of unchangeable thoughts and feelings in people's lives. They care much more for themselves than they do the people around them, so they take other things that don't belong to them. But God can switch that change. It always happens. It always does. But you have to be in the right place at the right time. So let's what, see what the Father goes on to say in, in, in this book. And it says, The anointing of favor will cause ungodly government officials to grant you kingdom petition. Interesting. This and... Appoint this appointed time when the oppressor or the oppression is being broken off the lives of many women around the world. This time of deliverance and reformation comes on the time clock of heaven from Yahuwah's people. So remember, women, if you're being oppressed in some way or there's an oppression on someone else, usually these come on a time clock on God's time clock when it is most appropriate. Right now we're in a season of oppression by a president, basically. But there's always another timing on his time clock where we will be free again or we will be unoppressed. Our oppression ain't as bad, but still it's oppression. And let's go on to see what it says. Uh, Yahuwah's favor brings forth pro prominence and preferential treatment for some. Remember that. By the Ruach, or the spirit of favor, God or Yahuwah will promote you to strategic authoritative positions to accomplish kingdom mandates. Right now in my life, I have an anointing. A brother of mine prayed it. I had another woman the anointing on me so i've had two confirmations in a two-year period he has revealed what i will be doing um but right now it's not ready yet i'm not in, moving into that position of my estral authority um i'm under like training so i have a lot to go through 
with the father. It's a little bit different than being in standard training at a school for a pastor or minister. Running a prophetic ministry and having a prophetic calling on your life is hard. You do it alone and you have to gain acceptance and it's at a season and time in your life when the father most moves. So I'm going to cut it here. I'll be right back in about five minutes and I'll see you then. Right. Hello, everybody. Hello there. I know I took a little bit longer than normal. I was taking a 20 or 30 minute break. So welcome back. We're going to continue on our Esther series. Um, tilt that a little bit. So we left off where it talked about kingdom mandates. So now let's see what it says about God's favor on other things. Yahoo or God's favor brings forth promotion. Even when you see the least likely to receive it. Joseph, Daniel, and Hadassah, even Yeshua, were not only favored. They also grew in favor as they advanced from one stage of a destiny fulfillment to another. Interesting they should say that. In 1 Samuel, or Samuel 2.26, it says, And the children child Samuel or Samuel grew in stature and in honor with Yahuwah or God and with men and then in Luke 2 52 it says and Yahshua or Yahushua or Yahshua increased in wisdom in age and in honor with Yahuwah or God and man again we see it we should both desire to receive the Ruach of favor or the spirit of favor and grow in it. Think about that. We should pray to enjoy favor from both Yahuwah or God and man. Okay. Adonai is a son, our son and shield. He's our light and shield. He bestows favor and honor on on no good thing does he withhold from us and that's in psalms 84 11. we must like joseph walk upright before adonai and that's in psalms 5 12 is what we're going to read here for you O yahuwah or god will bless the righteous with your honor you will surround us like a shield Okay. The favor of Yahuwah shields us or protects us. God protects us and keeps us unsafe or us safe in problems. But when we don't have the favor and we walk away from his favor and love and mercy, then we have repercussions. And it's usually chastisement, but it can hurt us also. I've learned that. Okay. When you live a life pleasing to Yahuwah by obeying his will, you will find favor with him. Think about that. You will also give you favor with people. Think about that. Favor surrounds, surrounded both Daniel and he slept in the lion's den. Think about it. God or Yahuwah favor surrounds and protects queens, Queen Hadassah, as she approached the king un announced remember that it switched from the king's favor to god's favor and then back to the king again it will help you conquer and triumph over your foes modern day hadassas or esters have divine favor like queen esther was able to frustrate the wicked conspiracies to kill all in the spirit remember that haman the king's evil advisor is like shatan our, our adversary who tries to kill the spirit. Remember that. In the end, we women find favor with the king to fulfill our destinies. All right. So now you see that Esther plays out in our lives just as well as in the Bible. We can learn from it. The benefit of favor. 
Now this we're going to take time because I have other verses. There's like 12 or 14, maybe 18 of them. So we will break them down accordingly, but we're going to read the verses that go with them that explain them. Uh, we, uh, the benefits of favor, we are the righteous of Yahuwah, and the righteous, we ought to expect Yahuwah's divine favor. In Psalms 512, it says, For you, O Yahuwah, will bless the righteous with your honor, and you will surround us like a shield. And we just read that. Then the second one is, Yahuwah's favor changes everything in the lives of the righteous woman or man. What does Yahuwah's favor mean? Uh, favor will do for you and this we start off with the first one is yahoo's favor will empower your dreams to be fulfilled in possible situations favor will cause supernatural increase and promotion and we see this in, in genesis 39 21 but yahoo was with yosef or joseph and showed him kindness and he gave him honor in the sight of the warden of the prison yahoo brings favor brings forth restoration for everything that the enemy has stolen from you. The favor of God, or Yahuwah, will ignite a great transference of wealth. In Exodus 3.21 we see, And I will also give the people of the children of Israel honor in the sight of the Egyptians. So when you leave, you will go out, out, not empty-handed. Remember that. Okay. So then we're going to go to Joel, chapter 2, 27, and we're going to read this. And it says, Be glad then, children of Zion, or Tzion, and rejoice in Yahuwah, your God, or God, your Father, for he has given you the teachers of righteousness. He will... Calls the rain to come down for you. The former rain in the autumn and the latter rain in the first moon. The threshing floors will be full of wheat and the vats will overflow with new wine and oil. And I will restore to you the years that were what years that the locust has eaten and the canker worm, the caterpillar and the palm worm. My great armies, which I sent among you. 26. And you will eat in plenty, be satisfied, and praise the name of Yahuwah, or God, your Father, who has dwelt wondrously with you. And my people will never be ashamed. Never be ashamed. Remember that. And it goes on to say, 27. And you will know that I am in the midst of Israel. That I am Yahuwah, or God, your father. And that there is no other. That my people will never be ashamed. Okay. And we go to the next one. It says, yeah, God or Yahuwah's favor is intended for the lifespan of the believer. Not just for a short burst of isolation, isolated situations and we see in psalms 30 and 5 it says for his anger endure only a moment but in his honor is life weeping may endure for a night but joy comes in the morning then we go to psalms 44 3 and it says for they received not the land of their own sword nor did they own army save them yahuwah or god but your right hand and your arm and the light of your countenance saved for you gave to our fathers your kind blessings so remember that with favor comes blessings sometimes for a nation sometimes for the individual sometimes for an individual to an individual then it, then we go on and see that it says here Yahuwah, God's favor, will cause you to be established in a prosperous business. Interesting. So let's see what he says here. Psalms 90 and 17 states, May the beauty, objective of delight and honor of Yahuwah, your God, our Father, be upon us for your sake, our sake. May you establish the works of your hands. May you establish the works of our hands. 
And then we are going to see in Psalms 27, 2 through 5. Here's what it says. When our foes came against us to eat our flesh, they stumbled back. Our enemies stumbled and fell. One second. All right, I'm back. Sorry, people. So in this verse, 27, 2 through 5, we will see, uh, just in the first verse, it talked about stumbling, our enemies stumbling and falling. Verse 3 goes on, and our hearts will have no fear, though a host should camp against us, though war should arise against us. We are confident in this. Four. One thing we desire of Yahuwah God, that we will seek after all the days of our lives, that we will dwell in the house of Yahuwah our, our God to see your beauty and to inquire of you in your sanctuary. Five. Now we've got a couple more verses here that go into this. In the time of trouble, you will hide us in your pavilion, in your house, in a secret place. You will hide us. You will set us high upon a rock. Think about Yeshua. Then in Psalms 31.20, it goes on to say, You will hide us in the secret place, hiding place of your presence from the pride of man. You will keep us protected in a pavilion from the strife of tongues. Remember, just because people might say things bad against people does not mean the Father does not protect us from those enemies. First Chronicles 6.48 states, Their brother, the Levites, were appointed to all the other duties of the tabernacle of the house of, you guessed it, Yahuwah or God. Yahuwah God's favor will cause those who stood against the fulfillment of the plan of Yahuwah or God to honor you. Interesting. We will read that here in a few minutes. So let's hear what it says. Exodus 11.31 states, God or Yahuwah has made the Egyptians honorable, honorably disposed, disposed towards the people. Moreover, the man Moshe was highly regarded in Egypt by the Pharaoh's officials and by the people. So even Moshe was looked upon as being a prophet of the Egyptians up until the plagues. <laughs> Think about it. Let's go on and see what it says here. Now we're going to look at Yahuwah's favor will cause you to inherit generational blessings, especially in land holding. Interesting. In Deuteronomy 33:23, it states, and of Naphtali, he said, Naphtali is satisfied with honor and full of the blessings of Yahuwah, or God. He will inherit the southward towards the lake. Interesting. Then in Deut Deuteronomy 6, 10-14, and we're going to read this. It says, When Yahuwah, your father, brings you, or God, brings you into the land, he vowed with an uplifting hand to give to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Yaakov, or Jacob, to give you large and flourishing cities which you did not build, houses filled full of kinds of wonderful things which you did not provide, dug out wells which you did not dig out, vineyards and olive trees which you did not plant when you ate and are full. Beware that you do not forget Yahuwah or God who brought you out of Egypt from the house of bondage. So Egypt was the house of bondage. 13. Yahuwah or God your father, you must revere, and him you must serve by his name. You must take your oath. Okay? And it gives a verse in 
Romans 6, 16, it says, Do not know, do you not know to whom you yield yourselves as servants to obey? His servants you are whom to obey, whether of sin, which leads to death, or to obedience, which leads to righteousness. Think about that. And we've got several verses that talk about this. And we didn't go quite over Deuteronomy 14 yet. I've not touched that yet. Um, I'm kind of holding back on that and reading these other ones. And we got Yohanneken 14, 30 and 31. And this is what it says. After this, I will not talk with you for the evil beastly government system, the world or the, the world order that was from the beginning is coming. It has nothing to do with me. But the world must know that I love, I love the Father. So I must do just as the Father commands me. Arise, let us go away from here. And this was Jesus talking about the world in general and the Father. So we're going to cut it here for about five minutes and I'll be right back. <clears throat> right welcome 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 back everybody so we were talking about the last 
part of this. Now, I've got several verses, so over the next few days, we will be next week still doing two. <clears throat> and we was talking about um, Yahuwah, especially in holdings of land, blessings, and favor. So in Matthew 4.10, we read, Then Yahushua, or Yeshua, said to her, You, get away, Satan. For it is written, Yahuwah your father, or God your father, you must serve, revere, and him only you must serve. So he was running away, Shaitan. And yes, it says her in this verse because it's translated from the Hebrew out of the Dead Sea Scrolls. Now we go to Jacob 1, 25. But he who looks into the perfect Torah of liberty, remember what I was talking about, to love your father with all your heart, mind, and soul, and to love your neighbor as yourself, and preserve continually, per persistently, in it he is not being a forgetful hearer but a doer of the work that men will be blessed in his performance of the torah in other words remembering in your heart and mind is what he's talking about and then we see in jacob 2 10 through 12 and 20 for whoever keeps the whole law in their heart and yet offends in one point he is guilty of doing it all. And we have to ask for forgiveness. For he who says, do not commit adultery, also says, do not murder. Now, if you do not commit adultery, yet you do murder, you have become a transgressor of the Torah on your heart. So speak and do so do as those who are being. But do not judge is what it means. It says, so speak and do so as those who are being judged by the Torah of liberty or the law of liberty of the heart. Then we see in Exodus 20, 14, you will not commit adultery, but be pure in your heart, word and deed. Exodus 20, 13, you will not murder under unauthorized killing. And then it's elaborated in Luke 6, 31 and just as you would have men do to you, do also the same only to them. Deuteronomy 5, 17 and 18. You will not murder and you will not commit adultery. So again, it's mentioned. Even Yeshua talked about the Torah. The Torah is the liberty of life itself. It is life. But yet, man has took it as legalism. In my culture. To do it is to have faith. And write it upon our hearts and minds. Not just to tell someone. Or to teach it to someone. We let God teach it to us. And the first thing he teaches us to love him. And to honor our neighbor. Those are the founding principles. Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven states. Yeshua said. To him, you must love Yahuwah, or God, your father, with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your might. And in Deuteronomy, it is spoken again in 6.5. And you must love Yahuwah, or God, your father, with all your heart, pure heart, and with all your soul, and with all your might. And then in Leviticus 19.18, it says, Do not seek revenge, nor bear a grudge against one of your own people. But you will love your neighbor, whether a brother or enemy, as yourself. I am God, or I am Yahuwah. In Matthew 22, 36-40, we see here, Teacher, this guy's asking a question, What is the greatest commandment of the Torah, or God's law? And Yeshua states again, says to him, You must love your father with all your heart, with all your mind, and with all your soul, and all your might. This is the first of the greatest commandments. And the second is likewise, you will love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang, hang depends all the Torah and the prophets. So he was teaching even that was important. Then in Romans 2, 3, we see, For not the hearer of the Torah are the righteous, 
In other words, hearing it doesn't make you righteous in the sight of God or Yahuwah. But the doers of the Torah are the righteous or the tzedeki. In this, we can see that hearing it and saying you do it is not righteousness. Because in the background, you're judging others. But yet, doing it on our hearts, living it every day in our hearts and mind, in his teachings. For Yeshua did not come to destroy the law. He stated himself he come to fulfill the law. What is a fulfillment? If you go back in the Bible and actually truly study the word and understand what the Father's plan was, it was to take the written word and write it on our hearts and man would flourish. But he tried once with my people and they rejected it. Get it? They were scared of him indwelling and speaking to them. But now we are coming around, some of us. And also Gentiles have been saved through the years. A thousand, two thousand years it has happened. That know the principle. Even though you still have scribes and Pharisees out there that say otherwise. So let's go on and see. First Johannicum 5.3 states, or John. First John 5, 3, it says, For this is the love of Yahuwah, that we keep his Torah, or law, and his Torah is not grievous. In this case, it means love. Okay, he's writing his love on our hearts and minds. First John 2, 7, or First Johannicum 2, 4, excuse me, not 2, 7. He who says, I know him, but does not keep his Torah on their hearts, is a liar. And the truth is not in him. Remember that. Hosea or Hosea 12, 10 states, I have also spoken by the prophets, and I have multiplied visions and given parables through the witness of the prophets on what life is. Okay, then we got Psalms 19. <clears throat> 7 through 10 states, and 7 states, and the Torah of Yahuwah are perfect, converting the whole person. The testimony of Yahuwah, or God is pure, making the simple one wise. Now, why would David, King David, or David, write that, my ancestor, write that? Because he was referring to the future. Yeshua come and died, he bled, he suffered. And everything else was buried in a tomb for three days and rose again. This applies to our hearts, which is interesting that it is applied to our hearts. And we're going to see throughout here why that it is applied to our hearts. Now, I did not complete all of Psalms, believe it or not. Um, Psalms also goes on to state... Let's go to Psalms. And I'm going to finish the whole Psalms for you so you understand the principle of the Psalms. We read seven here, but I'm going to read the rest of Psalms. I think it's important that you know where it's coming from. Psalms 19. If you'll turn with me in your Bible to Psalms 19. And we are going to read. The Torah of Adonai is perfect. And restores the souls. The testimony of Adonai is trustworthy, or Yahuwah, making the simple wise. The, per the precepts of Yahuwah are righteousness. The precepts of the statutes are right and give joy to the heart. The mitzvah of, of Adonai are pure. That's the Torah again. And gives light to the eyes. The fear of Adonai is clean and endures forever. The judgments of Adonai are true. And altogether righteous. So there's the whole psalm of David. So we're going to reflect on just the first part, which is makes a simple one wise. And we see in Jacob 5.20, it says, Let him know that he who turns a sinner from the error of his ways will save his soul from death and cover a multitude of sins or convert him. And in Yonahanikam 3, 4, it states, Whoever commits a sin transgresses also the law, 
for the sin of the transgression of the Torah. But there is forgiveness in that through prayer and acceptance. Then in Proverbs 10, 2, it says, Hatred stirs up strife, contention, and quarreling. But love suppresses all sin, transgression of the Torah. So loving the Father and letting him teach you suppresses. Then in Revelations 22, 14, we see, Blessed are those who keep the Torah in their hearts, that they will have right the right to the tree of life and will enter in through the gates into the city. So we question, what is the tree of life? We will do a study on that later after Esther. It's going to be interesting when I tell you, according to the Hebrew lit, what the tree of life is and why. Okay, let's go on. Deuteronomy 6.25, it says, And it will be our righteousness if we observe in our hearts to do all that the Torah commands us before Yahuwah, or God our Father, as he has commanded us. In other words, study, meditate, learn through his word. Um, no longer is it written on stone and just paper. It is now written on our hearts by us understanding and him teaching us through the spirit where before it was written on a stone and scrolls and it's still written on paper today but it's used as a way of teaching others isaiah 51 5 through 8 states my righteousness is near my salvation gone out and my arms will judge the people the islands and countries will wait upon me and on my arms they will trust Interesting he should say that. 16. Lift up your eyes to the heavens and look upon upon the earth beneath. For the heavens will vanish away like a smoke. The earth will grow old like a garment. And they who dwell in it will die in the same manner. But my salvation will be forever. And my righteousness will not be abolished. I find it interesting that church, some churches are still teaching that the law's been done away with. Uh, my observation from what the Father has shown me, uh -uh, it's not been done away with. Yeshua come to fulfill that law. He come to fulfill by putting it in our hearts and minds. Now you could say you're I'm wrong all you want, but it's written in the word and I can prove it. Now it goes on to say in number seven, it says, listen to me that you know righteousness the people who, in whose mind is my Torah. So he, he states right here, the Torah is in our minds. It's written. Do not fear the reproach of men, nor be afraid of their reviling, reviles, revilings. For the mouth, mouth will eat them up like garments, and worms will eat them like wool but my righteousness and my salvation from generation to generation. So his word is salvation through Yeshua. Yeshua is our salvation. Yeshua, Yahuwah. So there you go. I'm already telling you who the Father is. In 1 Johannicon 30 and 10, he states, In this the children of Yahuwah, or God, and the children of the devil, Shatan, are manifested. Whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God or Yahuwah, and he does not love his neighbor. Interesting. And in here, Isaiah 41, 10 and 20. We're going into 10 right now. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your father or Abba, and I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. Yes, I will uphold you with the right hand of my righteousness talking about here and in Isaiah 42 6 it said and it's got sheen on it I Yahuwah have called you into righteousness and will hold you with my hand I will keep you and give you as a new covenant to the people as a light to the Gentiles and nations interesting and then in Isaiah 45 8 and then 8 through 20 it states drop down you heavens from above 
and let the skies pour down righteousness. Let the earth be released. Let the salvation spring up, and let the righteous grow together. I, your Yahuwah, have created it. now <laughs> um, created it for this is what Yahuwah who creates the heavens who is the father who is the form formed the earth and made it who established it who did not create it in vain who formed it to be inhabited yes I am Yahuwah or God and there is no other source of power Okay, and we will continue on 19 in just a few minutes. And we'll take me a five fiver and be right back. All right. Hello, everybody. Well, we're getting down. We've already did four segments. So now we are at Jehonikin 310. And we read that one. And now we're going into Isaiah 41. 10 and 20. We will go over 10 first, and then it's auxiliary writings, and then we will go into 20. But I think I'm going to read 20 ahead of time and show you what 20 Isaiah um, for this. Isaiah 41 and we will read the 10 here, but I'm also going to bring up uh, 20. And it says, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your Father, and I will strengthen you, and I will help you. Yes, I will uphold you with the right hand of my righteousness. And it goes on to say, So they may see, or will see, and know, and consider, and understand together, that the hand of Adonai or Yahuwah, or God, has done this. The Holy One of Israel has created it. Okay. So we see that he's holy and created everything. And then in Isaiah 42, 6, and it's got a sheen. It says, I, Yahuwah, have called you out from the righteousness and will hold you, hold your hand. I will keep you and give you as a covenant to the people. As a light to the Gentile nations. This is favoritism. Um, or favor. Then Isaiah. Or Isha. 45. 8. And 8 through 24. We'll, we'll start with it. Drop down your heavens. And we talked all that. Now we're on 19. I have not spoken in secret in the dark places of the earth. I did not say to the seed of Jacob. Seek me in vain. I. Yahuwah God speaks righteousness. I openly speak things that are right. So he's telling me and you not to seek him in vain. He's not speaking in vain. Seek me not in vain. Um, which, if we seek God in van van vanity, chances are we're going to get a punishment. Let's go, go on. And he tells you, he only speaks of things of right. Gather yourselves together and come. Draw near together. You who are escaped from the nations. Okay. Um, one. Psalms 96.13. And they will sing for joy before God or Yahuwah. For he comes. He comes to judge the earth. He will judge the world with righteousness. He will judge his truth. His Torah in our hearts, statutes and judgments. That's talking about all the 613 mitzvahs. Um, I'm not going to elaborate on that because I'm still learning myself as to what the Father wants to say. I'm just talking about Esther itself and what put her in the favor of the Father that she learned. And these are the things that she learned. Psalms 94, 23 states, And you will bring upon them their own iniquity. You will cut them off in the midst of their wickedness. You, O Yahuwah, or God our Father, will destroy them. So it's so somebody's seeing destruction on their enemy. 
Then in Psalms 19, 142, and 151 states, Tzeti, or Tzadi, or Zeti, says your righteousness is an everlasting righteousness because your Torah is the truth. Interesting that that should be stated, that his Torah is truth on our hearts. Then we got 151. You are near, O Yahuwah, or God, and all your Torah are truth. Hmm. Interesting that that would be stated. In Revelations 20, 12, and 13, then we see here, And I saw the dead, small and great, standing before Yahuwah, or God, and the books were open, and another book was open, which is the book of life. Here we go again, the book. The book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the book according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and the dead and Shaul, the grave, delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged, every man according to their works. Then in Romans 14, 2 and 14, 2 and 10. But why do you look down on your brother? Or why do you look down upon your brother? Upon your um why do you look down upon your brother? Or why do you look down upon your brother? For we all stand before judgment seat of Yeshua Yahuwah. And Yahuwah. And there's another verse in here, 10. I'm going to turn to that, Romans 10, and it elaborates more on that. So let's go over to Romans for a minute here. So we looked at two. <clears throat> and it also talks about unity in the community. So let's go back to 10 and see what that says. That would be interesting to note. We got 14, but it also gives to 10. So this one is totally out, is in context with 14. Gross. Um, it's talking about the weakness in faith and unity and whatever. But we'll, we'll go to 10 here and see what 10 says. But you, why do you judge? That's 10. So let's go back and look at 2. It says, one person has faith to eat anything, but another, but but the, the weak eat only vegetables. Okay, and then this is talking about judging a brother that fasts. So we see here that was a big thing with Yahuwah, Yeshua. In Philippians 2.10 we see, This is the name of Yeshua. Every knee in heaven, on earth, and under the earth must bow to him. Romans 10.3 and 4 Since they're being ignorant of the righteousness that comes from Yahuwah, or God and seek to establish their own righteousness have not submitted to Yahuwah's righteousness or God's righteousness. For Yeshua is the ultimate result of keeping the Torah on your heart and mind unto righteousness for everyone who trusts and believes. So if we trust and believe in Yeshua, then we are to fulfill and submit to the Father 
our hearts to learn his ways. And his ways are the Torah on our hearts and mind. That's the fulfillment. In Hebrews 1.3, goes on to say, Who being the reflection of the perfection of God or Yahuwah, and the representation of Yahuwah's plan by upholding all things according according that which was spoken by Yahuwah or God through the Torah and the prophets. So there it's clarified in Hebrews. When he had purged sin and sat down on the right hand of Yahuwah on high or God on high. When he sat down by his father. Isaiah 8.20 speaks of this. To the Torah and to the prophecies. If they speak not according to the word, this word, it is because there is no light in them. This is how you judge prophets. In Matthew 5, 17 through 19, do not even think that I have come to destroy the Torah or the prophets. So right there, Yeshua speaks it. And I can look it up and it's in other books. So don't tell me that he done away with the law. He did not. Um, it's just it made it easier for us to live by it through going directly to the Father and asking for forgiveness. That is the fulfillment of it. So let's go to Matthew 5. And I'm going to read it directly from my book. Matthew 5. And we want 17. Do not think that I have come to abolish the Torah or law or the prophets. I did not come to abolish, but to fulfill. Now I'm going to prove something. I'll be right back. Uh, let's see. Where is my good book that I keep? Uh, I don't see my Bible. So we'll just go on my tablet over here and get it because I've got it on my tablet. I keep my tablet always beside me when I'm with the King James Bible. We're going to go to the King James, the same place, same chapter. Um, let's go into Kindle here. Give it a few minutes to load. My Kindle. And we are going to go back to my library. Find my King James Bible that I keep on here. Here we go. Holy Scriptures, my Schofield Bible. And we want Matthew. What was that we were looking at? Matthew 5. And we are looking for 17. And I'm going to prove. Think not that I have come to destroy the law or the prophets. I have not come to destroy but to fulfill. There you go. And they teach that Jesus come to destroy the law. So did no such thing. And it goes on to say, For verily I say unto you, till heaven and the earth pass away, not one jot or tittle shall in no wise pass away from the law, till it be fulfilled. Whoever therefore shall break one of these least commandments shall teach a man so, he shall be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever shall do and teach them the same shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. 
Now, pastors, and I'm bringing this forward now. I'm confronting. Right there in your own word, it teaches that Yeshua did not come to destroy the law, but to fulfill it. What is fulfill? Think. If he come like you teach, some, not all, to teach that he come to destroy the law. He never did. The fulfillment was that he was getting rid of animal sacrifice in exchange of his own blood for the father and man. He was a second Adam to fulfill so the father could indwell in us and ride on our hearts and minds to control our hearts and minds in freedom. We have a choice as a human to let the father abide or we don't abide and to give us life through the life-giving word being presented by learning it. It's not written on stone. It's not written on a ring. It's not written on a tablet. It's not written on paper, even though we have a paper Bible today. It was in our hearts. It was always meant to be in our minds and our hearts. The Jews just took it out of context, my people. They write a little square thing on their head thinking that is going to put the Torah in their mind. And then they've got this thing on their arm. Don't get me wrong. I'm not criticizing that. I have a Tefna and Tetna in my home because my husband had a bar mitzvah. And I honor that. It's a wonderful thing. But still, that device is a reflection of what the Father actually did through salvation and grace. So we have it within, not just in a little box now on our head. Um, it's much more. And you see right here in these verses, that's what he's alluding to. So we will stop at 18. And we will read 18 again, and I'll be right back. <laughs> 